Welcome to Wise, a podcast for women introverts, sensitives, and empaths. I'm your host, Ashley Pardo, business coach, functional nutritional therapy practitioner, and former private chef. Wise is all about mindset, entrepreneurship and business, food and nutrition, spirituality, relationships, and ultimately living your purpose, all through the lens of the sensitive, introverted, and empathic woman. I know you might feel like the information out there isn't suited for you, but this is because we're powerful, strong, and deep, and we've got potential. Let's begin to let that out right now. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of WISE. This is going to be our last episode of 2021, and I can't believe how fast the year has gone. I can't believe it's going to be 2022 in a couple days, but you know what? I'm ready. I am ready for a new year and new energy, and in last week's episode, I shared about my lessons. In this week's episode and today, I'm going to be sharing about the habit list that I make every year and what I am going to be doing in 2022 a little bit differently, not too much differently, but in taking this inventory that I'm going to be talking about. For me, it's been the most beneficial and life-changing thing that I've ever done at the end and start of a new year, and I hope it helps you as much as it has helped me. So I'm going to be giving examples. I'm going to let you know exactly how to do it. I'm going to talk about how it's helped me in the past, and I would love to hear if you, why did I say that super weird? I would love to hear if you make one, if you share it with me uh, on Instagram, if you tag me at Ashley K. Pardo, or if you just send me a DM and let me know it was helpful. I would love to hear. I just shared it on Instagram yesterday. I will put the post in the show notes and a lot of you responded and said it was really helpful. So I wanted to do this episode just to give a little bit more detail. But before we get into that, Intuitive Macros is open to the waitlist right now. So we're starting on January 11th and we are not opening to the public until next week. So the first week of January is going to be full launch mode for intuitive macros. So you can wait until then uh, to, you know, to enroll if you're interested or you can get on the waitlist. And there is a link for that in the show notes because I will be enrolling the waitlist for the rest of this week. But I'm so excited For this next round, I just know how powerful this program is and how it's literally the solution to so many people's struggles with dieting and eating. And it's my, you know, 20 years of personal experience, 10 years of being in this industry and learning and working with hundreds of women and seeing what really works. And what I know works is a behavioral approach. Yes, absolutely. We need to pay attention to nutrition principles and implement those things. But the reason that this is going to stick is because of your behaviors and the way that you think. I know it doesn't sound super sexy, but it isn't as sexy as like lose 10 pounds in a week or 20 pounds in a month. When that happens, you're just going to gain the weight back. You're going to feel just as miserable and defeated at the end. And you're going to be on the diet roller coaster again and again and again. And the reason I'm so passionate about this is because like, it's such a waste to, I'm just thinking of like my own past self and the amount of time and energy that I put into dieting and 
thinking that I was terrible because I couldn't stick to a diet. I wasn't disciplined enough. And now I know that we are actually not wired to stick to diets. If we are restricted, we're not thinking clearly, we are not getting the appropriate fuel in our bodies. And the way that we react to that from a physiological level is to binge and to feel deprived and to only think about food and to obsess about food. And then from a psychological level, it's terrible. And it just continues to go down that spiral of feeling terrible about ourselves. And intuitive macros is the solution. It has everything that you need in order to have a permanent solution to your nutrition struggles. I'm just so passionate about this, and I would love for you to join the program. If you have any questions about it, then absolutely send me a DM on Instagram, or you can email me at ashleykpardo at gmail.com. But I would love to hear from you, and I would love to answer your questions. So I'm going to be talking a little bit more about that in the podcast next week, but let's go ahead and get started with um, this episode all about this habit list. And I don't love resolutions. And the reason that I don't just from like a psychological perspective is because when we are making changes, it's almost like we get too excited and too like we automatically think that we're going to be this brand new person when we like when the clock strikes January 1st, we think like, okay, I'm just going to like automatically be motivated. I'm going to do a zillion things. If I don't do them, I'm going to fail. We get like really, uh, it's very intense. And that is much sexier than thinking like, okay, I'm just going to change a few things at a time. Like sometimes we like that momentum and we like that energy. And that's okay. Like I think we should also ride that wave, but we should also be realistic with ourselves about like how quickly we can go and how sustainable the path that we're choosing is. I remember when I used to choose resolutions, it's like, I was like, okay, I'm not going to eat sugar. I'm not going to, um, I'm going to exercise like five times a day, not five times, maybe two or three times. I'm going to do it for three hours and then I'm going to not eat any grains and I'm going to be low carb. And it's just like, you're bound to fail. And I think that we need to work with our brains and our psychology around like easing into things and remember that like the slower we go the more likely we are for that change to actually stick and like it's very easy to make intense changes to have like okay do a diet for a week and these things but I'm interested in your long-term progress and like you actually feeling like you got something done and got something accomplished. And that happens through small tiny steps. Even if you regress, even if you find yourself regressing Sometimes that's valuable because you've learned something else about yourself, and that is data. I lost weight, I can't even tell you, 100 times, maybe not 100, maybe like 15 or 20 times, did a diet, lost weight, gained it all back and more. And it wasn't until the last 10 years that I realized that a slow and steady approach is what works and what makes things stick and doing things responsibly. And That is why I'm so passionate about the way that I teach things because I know what it takes to change. And I'm not saying that like you have to change, but if you are someone like me who is not easily satisfied and you want another vision for your life, you know you can be living to your potential, you know you can be more successful, you know you can feel better in your body. 
if that is calling to you, then that means you're meant to have that. Like not everybody has those calls, right? Like not everybody has those little things that pull at us that say like, hey, there could be more or hey, there's something else out there for you. And many people probably hear that. Not that many people hear it, but even less people do things about it and take action. And because it's hard, it's really hard to do this. It's really hard to look at your habits and the way that you think and change them. But if you're listening to this podcast, I know that you have that in you. And I hope you'll take this approach and, you know, think about deeply, think really, really deeply around the things that could help you get in a better place so you can feel better. So resolutions take you too hot out the, hot out the gate. And there's also not a lot of like inventory of the past year. And we need to think that we're like this brand new human in order to get things done. But I think reflecting on the last year can help us for what we want to do next year. So the things that we want to do with our habit list is the first sort of prerequisite is to get really honest with yourself and to be willing to be ruthlessly honest. I think with us as sensitive people, as people who feel very deeply and are introspective and are maybe in their heads a little bit, we tend to analyze a lot. We tend to like ruminate. And I know that I do. I like overthink things and why do I do this and blah, blah, blah. And sometimes like it's not super helpful to do that. Sometimes it's just really helpful to actually look at what you're doing right now and how it makes you feel. So, and many of these things are protective mechanisms and they developed for a reason, right? They developed to keep our nervous system safe, to, um, you know, make us feel like we have a sense of control. So any behavior that you have right now that you don't like, like it's there for a reason. So we need to, instead of analyzing it, so much. It can be helpful to analyze it a little bit. Like, why why do I do this? Where did this come from? Who gave this to me? And how has it manifested? But also just looking at things and being like, okay, what made me feel good and what didn't make me feel good? And how can I do less of the things that didn't make me feel good and the thing and more of the things that did make me feel good? I started doing this about five years ago. And just to give you a little bit of background on me. Um, I used to be a big drinker and I used to party a ton and drink a lot, drink way too much. And in college, like that was my entire college life (laughs) was drinking and even doing drugs. And like, uh, I don't regret all of the, (laughs) all of the drugs because like I did mushrooms and that was really, um, profound for me. Uh, and like, not that I recommend this. Um, maybe I'll talk a little bit about that one day. But like, again, this was like, I don't know, 15 years ago. But regardless, there's no conversation about that. We can talk about that another time. But I was a party girl and like, I just wanted to disassociate and black out and like have fun. And at the same time, of course, like I wasn't treating my body well. I would be hungover. I would eat a lot of crap. I would feel terrible. And I was, um, again, just in a body that didn't make me feel great. And as I went through life, I had these same friends, some of them, who I'm not really that close with anymore, which is a natural side effect of these things. I started realizing like, okay, if I go out, what do I do? I'm probably going to drink. And I started realizing that like, 
even when I met my ex-husband that I was still going out and like drinking. And I started seeing that like even two or three drinks messed up my next day. And that was a very sobering uh, reality for me because I was like, okay, now what else am I going to do to have fun? How am I going to like, what am I going to do with my friends on the weekend? Who am I like, what about all the friendships that I have that alcohol is just such a big part of? And I started realizing that like when I drank, I would eat more sugar. I would eat more food that didn't make me feel good. And it would just put me into this terrible place. And once I got really honest with myself about that and like saw it in writing, I eliminated them. And there were probably two years in there that I drank, that I stopped drinking completely. And now I will have a drink here and there, super intentionally, super mindfully. I honestly don't care. Like if I'm ever by myself, I like don't really care about drinking. It's more something that I do like with friends or if I want like a nice and delicious glass of wine. I never have more than one or two drinks and it's so infrequent and I never think about it. I never miss it, but it's like if it's in the moment, I will do it and it's with so much intention and that feels okay to me. Like I don't feel the best um, like as if I wouldn't have drank, but like sometimes it's cool for me. Same thing with sugar and same thing with like excess shopping and scrolling and doing this really made me see these things and then made me make choices for like, okay, I'm going to finally choose to not have this be as much a part of my life anymore. And I lost friendships through that. I had to go through a lot of like awkward conversations around like, hey, why aren't you drinking? And, you know, why like, hey, you want to go out with us tonight? Or people saying like, God, you used to be so fun. And like with those people, those are the type of people that I'm not really close with anymore. And it, this is why I know that we resist these things because things begin to change and change is really scary. But from there, it can be a springboard to get us to our better life. Because once I started doing that, I started like waking up on the weekends and working out. I started eating better overall. I've always eaten well for a while, but like I even took it up a notch and I just like was able to do work on the weekends and just feel good in my body. For me, drinking also makes me feel like depressed the next day. And it was just such a positive experience. So that was the thing that really like showed me that this is really um, beneficial and something that has the potential to be life-changing. So The first step here is to think about how honest you can be with yourself and really get breathe, really breathe, get grounded, get super honest, be willing to get really uncomfortable and ruthless with yourself and your honesty. We lie to ourselves so much. We don't tell ourselves the truth. We're like, oh, it's not that bad. Or, oh, I don't, I don't think that I, um, like if I don't tell myself or if I do this in secret or if I hide, then it won't be that bad. Or sometimes we don't tell ourselves the effect of what something has on us because its absence is too uncomfortable. And it doesn't mean that you need to completely eliminate something. I just want you to think now about like, get it into your awareness, get it into your periphery around like, maybe this doesn't work for me as well as it, as it used to, or as I thought it did. And 
like in the episode I did a couple weeks ago about how to maintain your self-connection during the holidays or, or whenever else, you know, sometimes the things that we're looking for in these substances and in these things that like don't make us feel awesome, like these things are just a superficial standholder for what it is that we're really looking for, which is like true self-connection, introspection, being comfortable in your skin without anything, you know? I just thought like clothes, obviously, (laughs) but, um, you know, how can we really learn to be with ourselves without any of these things? So notice your propensity to be dishonest and to not tell yourself the truth. It's so easy to do that. And as somebody who is committed to this, I didn't used to be, um, I know how powerful it is and I know how uncomfortable it is but it will change your life. So be willing to tell yourself these truths and also call yourself out where you need to. We put up with a lot of like BS from ourselves sometimes. And oftentimes we treat ourselves the worst out of anyone. So honesty, 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 groundedness, be willing to tell yourself the truth. So once you're in that space, take out a piece of paper and create two columns, label the one on the left more and label the one on the right less. So next step would be to think back to the moments this past year that you felt confident, powerful, accomplished, alive, vibrant, or the ways that you love to feel. Is it bold? Is it radiant? What are the words that you align with? And then I want you to think about like, what are you? what were you doing? Who were you with? How were you eating and moving? How are you spending your money? What made you feel calm and connected? And then write those things down. For me, these things always 100% go back to authentic moments that I have with friends, uh, friends that like are super near and dear to me that I can tell anything, anything to that there's a lot of safety. Uh, it's purely just real. And I really love and enjoy these friendships, like having these super honest conversations with my friends is incredibly healing for me. So I just think of like those moments and those make me really, really happy. I also think of working out and hiking and eating well and going to the grocery store and getting sweaty. Like those are my, some of my best moments. I also think of like my launches and working with clients and celebrating successes and teaching and being in my purpose, teaching the cooking classes. Like that was such a light for me this year. And there's going to be so many of those next year. And the first one is going to be in January, which I will announce soon the specific date. But, and I also think of like, you know, being with my partner and my animals and like, the happiness and the joy and the contentment and the safety that comes along with that as well. So think of those moments and be honest with yourself. To me, they're always the same. And they're honestly always in action mode that I feel the best. I'm always, it's always when I'm moving. It's always when I'm like, you know, not sitting on the couch, even though like that's fine sometimes. If I do that for too long or too much, it's not the best for me. So these are things that I just really want you to think about and write these things down on the left of your list. These things too usually take effort. So that's another thing to notice, which is okay. Then on the other side of the list, think back to the moments that you felt really small, tired, defeated, disappointed, exhausted, and when you let yourself down. What were you doing? Who were you with? How were you eating and moving? How were you spending your money? 
write those things down on the right of your list. So for me, some of these moments, and I think because of like 2020 and quarantine 2021, I spent a lot more time online. And just because like 2021 was a little bit better, but like I had six months in Portland, just me. And, you know, back in 2020, after I had gotten my divorce and before I moved to LA, my ex-husband had moved back to Miami and I was in Portland uh, alone and right in the middle of quarantine, right in the beginning of quarantine. And that, although that was really tough, um, it was also one of the most healing moments for me because I really learned to be like by myself and heal and I needed that time alone but it also meant that I was connected to screens a lot and I got in the habit of like scrolling and and I think all of us can relate to this and it just is not good for me to like scroll in excess yes it's great to like see posts from accounts that I love and like if you look on my Instagram you'll see that I don't follow that many people I follow maybe 550 or 500 which you know, I always see, it's very typical to see four figures of people that you follow. Again, nothing wrong with any of these follower accounts of people that you follow, but I try to be super intentional. And, you know, like, I don't um, like just follow anything or anyone. I try to make my feed very curated. But even then, I found myself like just scrolling too much. For me, it's too much input at a time. It's too much for my brain to handle like all the stimulation, the colors, the notifications, the um, like somebody said an analogy the other day that I really loved. It's like a fire hose of information. And like for sensitive people, our brains aren't meant to um, have that much input at any time. So I noticed myself just like getting into comparison mode and getting into like, um, just those feelings of like inadequacy and those things, just like being super candid right now, because I want you to know that like, if you have these feelings, which it's likely that some of you out there listening do, I want you to know that you're not alone and there's nothing wrong with them. It's natural for the brain to compare. It's natural for the brain to find problems and jump to conclusions. And like, it's not real. So in doing this and knowing this, like, okay, when I do this in excess, I'm telling myself the truth, I don't feel great. And what can I do? I can set limits, I can set boundaries, I can, you know, not consume some days. So I'm sort of figuring out what that looks like. But I've admitted to myself that like, it is not great for me to do it for a long period of time and like sit on my phone for a long period of time. I do better like in nature outside with real people you know, not discounting the power of Instagram and the power of social media. I love it. It's the reason why I'm connected with all of you and why, you know, so many of you have found me and I'm so grateful for that. I'm just really learning how to, and I'm going to continue, I'm not leaving Instagram or anything. I'm just continuing to learn what it means for me to consume in a way that is beneficial to me other than in a way that brings me down. And again, I think we can all relate to something like that. Another thing that sort of left me feeling not great were some like personal family relationships that I had that like just really were disappointing and I had to create boundaries around them. And that was really hard. So that's another thing that I'm telling myself the truth about is like, I don't feel well when I try to make all the effort in this relationship or when I try to see my point of view, even if somebody doesn't understand, like, I just don't feel well when I do that. And I think that it's, 
you know, important for us to tell ourselves the truth about these things too. I'm going to have a whole episode on this like specific thing around boundaries, families, attachment, relationships. But oftentimes it's the people that we're with that can bring us down. So I was very um, intentional with like who I wanted in my life, who I let in my life, who has access to me. And like I said in the last episode, like you teach people how to treat you. It's really what you allow. I'm not talking in the cases of abuse or anything like that, but like we teach people how to treat us. So I want you to get really honest around these things that don't make you feel good and be as detailed as you need to be and really tell yourself the truth and write those things on the right of your list, on the right side of your list. From there, look at the list, take it in. Then I want you to make a plan to do three things every single day from the left side or the more list for 2022 and make them really small. If three is too much, start with one. Like, don't be like, don't do 75 hard, by the way, please. (laughs) Like, it's just not going to work. It's unsustainable. You have to do something that is going to be sustainable for you in the long run. So I'm talking like move 10 minutes, eat one piece of fruit, hydrate, you know, drink 10 glasses of water. For me, I'm looking at, since I've been consistent with these things for so long, I'm looking at like minimum it's the same shit that you hear me talk about all the time. Minimum three strength training workouts a week. Um, you know, 10,000 steps per day, um, eating well, and really adding more of those things in. <clears throat> and then for you, start really small. Five minutes, one minute of a gratitude practice, um, one fruit per day. Make them achievable. Do not bite off more than you can chew. Do not think that you're magically going to be this person who like is, you know, somebody that, um, you know, just automatically does these things because that doesn't work that way. So make these lists, make them small. Promise yourself that you're going to do them. Create loving discipline and structure around them. Remember, for us, it oftentimes is more beneficial to have structure and to have discipline and to be really loving with ourselves about that. It is not good for us to take so much rest. (laughs) It's good to take some, but it doesn't help us feel great all the time. So, I just want you to think about that, like the balance of these things. Yes, work hard and rest hard, but we need some structure. And I think that cultivating discipline in our lives is one of the best things that we can do. And it's also helpful to know yourself. What do you need? What type of support do you need? Do you need a buddy? Do you need a coach? Do you need to just like say it out loud, proclaim it to someone on your social media, like tell one person Oftentimes we keep these things to ourselves and it's beneficial if we bring somebody along because then they can hold us accountable, they can support us. And if we have a common goal with people, there's often nothing else that can help us feel closer together. Like I know for me in past gyms that I've been to really creating incredible friendships or like the friends that I've met in online business, um, it's been incredibly beneficial for me to like go through hard things with people together. Even just like telling my story around leaving my marriage and having realizations about my sexuality and being divorced. Um, 
that has been something that people have shared a lot of things with me about and camaraderie is good. So if you feel comfortable, even if you just like write it down to yourself first, that's the big step, then tell one other person and go from there or hire a coach, do what it is that you need to do in order to reach your goals, show up for yourself. And this is exactly how we build the things that we want. This is exactly how we build confidence and power and strength and autonomy. Like these aren't things that we think about. These aren't things that we logic ourselves into. These are things that we um, do. And then we get those things as a byproduct. We're never just going to like feel confident by thinking about confidence. It happens by doing. And I know that that's hard and I know it's probably not what you want to hear, but it is how it happens. And we have to tell ourselves the truth about that. And I'm telling you the truth about it in a very loving way, because I want you to have that feeling of taking care of yourself and loving yourself and having your own back. It feels really good. It emanates from you. It radiates from you. You are magnetic when those things happen. So again, discipline is great. So the last thing is pick three things from the right side or the less list that you'll fully eliminate or come down on or cut down on. So again, this is how I really like reduced my sugar and alcohol intake. And for me now it's going to be like excess scrolling and also like listening to my shitty thoughts, which we all have and we all do sometimes. So like I've gotten this year has been a giant year for me and sort of like really getting acquainted with the way that I think and, you know, reframing things more quickly, which I've been working on for a really long time. And you might be working on it too. And the thing is like those thoughts never go away, but what we can do is sort of like lessen the reaction time and lessen the reframe time that we have, um, in order to, um, you know, sort of bounce back quicker. So like, I had some narratives that I told myself this year, like that I was, that I'm abandoned, (laughs) that I am, um, you know, that I don't have a full family and things like that. But by reframing it, I've been able to actually build this evidence in real life of like having a chosen family of knowing I'll never be alone. We're getting super vulnerable here, but these are the types of things like I'm using myself as an example so that like, you know, that it's okay for you to tell yourself these things as well. So like be really honest with yourself about it and like be able to catch yourself, be able to, um, recognize these things and get ruthless here. Begin to trust yourself. The self-trust happens by us acting. So, Remember the vision that you have, the commitment that you have, the honesty that you have, those small daily steps and those promises are so underestimated. Nobody wants to hear, hey, it's just going to take you doing this for a really long time, like a little bit at a time. Nobody wants to hear that, but it's also the truth. These are incredible dial movers. These are how changes happen little by little at a time sustainably honoring where you are taking inventory and remembering that confidence power strength are byproducts begin to cultivate your vision for them be honest with yourself they're all within reach and it's all up to you i love you all i'm so grateful for you sticking with me 
over the past long time with this podcast and with the little hiatus that I took, but I'm so grateful you're here. Please send me a DM if you ever have a question or you just want to say hi. Hundreds and hundreds of people listening listen to this podcast every week. And I know some people because I talk to you, but there's lots that I don't think I do. And I would love to hear from you. Um, again, send me a message at Ashley K. Pardo on Instagram. I hope you all have an amazing new year. I hope I can see some of those lists. I will be sharing mine um, on Instagram as well in the coming days, but I'm sending you lots of love, really good energy for the new year, and we will talk really, really soon. I think next week. (laughs) Yes, it's next week. Bye, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to WISE. If you want to get in touch with me, or if you want to submit a question to be answered on this podcast, please send me a DM and follow me on Instagram at Ashley K. Pardo. I love hearing from you. My DMs are always open. And as always, if you enjoyed the show, please share it with somebody that you love and leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes.